like, do you think he's like <laughs> yeah. even sick? Like, do you or do you think that like he like somebody wrote him back on Tinder and he's like about like leaving the podcast to go get a booty call? Yeah, he swiped right. <laughs> swiped right on Tinder, swiped left on us. Why are we podcasting from the couch? Um, because it's just the two of us, and I don't feel like making the fucking effort. <laughs> <laughs> so today is a day for honesty. God damn it, yeah. why is there a cat hair in my goddamn Drake? Oh, fuck. Well, whatever. Oh, I can't, I can't this, reach it, so. This is how it's going to start, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you what? ready? Wait, the are podcast or just my death? Well, both. Maybe we can get your death on the podcast. Ooh, that's something none of those po- other podcasts have. A real live <laughs> snuff film. <laughs> Finally, our competitive differentiator <laughs> besides us being dicks. All right, so you ready to get started, Jill? I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right, welcome to May We Geek Again, episode 21, where we cover a show called The 100 on the CW. I am Jen, and I am joined by my lone other co-host today, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi. So Shaheen is under the weather today, so we are recording Suspiciously. Suspiciously. Like 15 minutes before we were supposed to record under the weather. Yeah. Mm. But that's, you know. We hope he feels better, though, or that his date goes well, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that might be. Hope you don't catch chlamydia. what you get right right. deserved so we um let's see let me go through the run sheet and do blah 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 so you can find us on social media on facebook and twitter at may we geek again um you can also find my reviews on a site called declare shenanigans.com i write uh, what people call funny reviews of the hundred, I will not call them funny myself. They are humorous. I will. I will vouch for their. Oh, yeah! Wow! Yeah, I know. I know. See, this is why you have a resident funny on the podcast because I can give weight and gravitas <laughs> to <laughs> to saying that shit. Shit makes me quickly expel air uh, with great force out of my nose. I wouldn't say that I ever laugh out loud, but you know, there's a there's maybe a chortle. Oh. Well, that was just a <laughs> that was a glowing endorsement. Thanks, Joe. Maybe we don't do that again, and I just let the reviews speak for themselves. That's fair. So, uh, so we are talking today about um, uh, the episode called "A Lie Guarded," and that or, was written by or Allie Guarded. Guarded. Uh-huh. Oh, oh shit! Puns, y'all. Yeah, and mm. that's the extent of the podcast. This will probably last like fifteen minutes. Let's yeah, be, no, that's let's fair. be honest. That's fair. And that's including like, the cold we'll... open and the intro music. I don't think I don't think. So this we're is done. Be is what you're telling me? Yeah, like, this is pretty just... much. It's pretty much it. That that's right, well, that's the insight. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> I feel like we're adrift without Shaheen, which is surprising. Like I would I not have put him I as the glue. I don't think we're adrift. I think we are consciously trying to make ourselves adrift to make light of the situation in which Shaheen ditched us. Right. I mean, he's sick. This, he's so this sick. is us dealing. These are tears of a clown, us dealing with our pain. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call what I have pain. Just more of a, oh, well, that's inconvenient. 
Get better, <laughs> Shaheen. Let's move on. So, uh, again, the, we're talking about the fourth episode of this season, A Lie Guarded, um, by Kim Shumway. Really felt, Joe, like we were starting to move forward with the season and get into the meat of what's going to transpire. We've got some new set pieces. We've got people who are pissed off. We've got bad politicians. We've got good hair. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. So what were your impressions overall of the of the episode? Did you like it? Uh, yeah, again, I think that this kind of like continues into the trend of like, this is a really strong season, we're getting a lot of good character work. Um, this episode itself, like, I feel like was maybe, it was a lot of frosting. Um, and left me a little bit like hungry, or like that I didn't have enough protein or something like it felt not empty, but like, I think like other people are saying, all right, we've done the setup. Now let's, you know, get get into like what like all of the plates are spinning yeah um and now i'm ready to see them start to wobble yeah no i I understand what you're talking about um i i kind of get the same feeling from some of the from from some of the stuff that happened uh it feels kind of very much like a transition episode between Mm -hmm. the first part the, the first three episodes and then into what we're going to to ha- what's going to happen next, which we would presume many, would be the shit hitting the fan. How many episodes do we have this season? 13, 14, 15, 13, 13. Okay. Yes. So we're four episodes in. So let's like, if we call it like, so this is sort of the end of act one. Wouldn't it be like four episodes? Let's call it, you know, 12 or 13. So it's, you know, one chunk of, of, of sort of the story. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, cool. I, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends and on what we see next week. But you know, it's like okay, like the the arc as as their you know salvation, it's looking pretty tenuous uh, in terms of now that Rowan and and Asgeta have decided fuck this noise. Um, you know, the alliance is already over. Uh, you know, they find Ali's you know evil, evil, but oddly very you know clean and lovely uh lair here's the thing there wasn't dust on anything sorry i know that this is like jumping ahead but there wasn't dust on anything which makes me think that it is sealed i just that just came to me so like maybe they could use it but anyway um but like you know it just feels like we've got that we've got like octavia like coming back home like in theory um and so i'm just waiting for like now things are starting to wobble and fall and like how that's gonna all sort of play out yeah um, I think I, I think one of my criticisms of the first the first part of the season is that there's been a lot of there hasn't been a lot of movement character wise and action wise. Um, I I think my greatest one of my greater criticisms is I'm I'm ready to get rid of Polis. I'm I'm fucking done with Polis. I need Roan to do something other than sit on a throne and scowl look, and lose and shit. scowl. Yeah, and lose shit. Like, I feel like I'm just, like, watching a, a shut-in who's really not very good at, like, keeping track of his shit. I kind of just want him to, like, you know how, like, you'll see, like, an old man, like, sort of, like, patting his front pockets, like, looking yeah. for his glasses that are on top of his head? Like, that's yeah. that's sort of Rowan lately. Um, like, gruff grandpa, like, who's lost, you know, his keys, even though they're still in his pocket, but he's patting the wrong pockets. Yeah, and he's spending his time like reading the newspaper when when we need to like we we need to move on. So I'm I'm glad that next uh, episode we get out of we get Roan and as get out of Polis, 
and we get some uh, some action. Whether or not we're at, it's just going to be like a conversation between two large groups of people, or there's actually going to be some some blood spilt. It'll be interesting to see. Um, so let's let's start talking about the different storylines. Let, let's actually start talking about Polis. Let's start there, um, since I think it's like one of the the weaker parts of the episode. Because um, I loved Polis last season. I was one of those people who actually really liked the Polis stuff last season. So, yeah, we like, know why you liked Polis last season. Other reasons, other mm. reasons, not just you know, but other reasons because. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that the yeah. politics was interesting. I just wanted more explanation of them. Like, I think I was kind of upset at the way that it turned out because I was like, well, there's there's a whole society here. Like, can you guys give me like a prequel or something? Like, I want, you know, political drama and intrigue. Give me the house of cards of, of you know, the new world order. Yeah, so I, I thought it was interesting. I enjoyed the politics last season, but the politics this season. Oh, no. It's just Kane being a bad leader, um, and which Rowan is being just, a terrible king. Yeah, so it's just basically more of the same what we've come to expect um, from these from these different characters. So we're in stasis right now. Mm. Uh, I have no clue why why Kane isn't more forthcoming with Rowan about what the plans are. Again, this goes back to one of the biggest issues with the show is that if people were just a little more forthcoming and actually had conversations versus making assumptions based on their perception of reality, then we wouldn't have all these conflicts and be a really boring show. So I think I just kind of answered that. Well, but here's the thing, like I can, on the one hand, you can, you can sort of say that. um, But on the other hand, it's like, after a certain point, do you not fucking learn your lesson? Like the number of times that things have gone sideways because people didn't have a conversation. You'd think that at some point Kane being the, great intellect that he is would just have a second and just be like you know what something i haven't tried <laughs> like let's talking just, to people i'm just i'm just spitballing here but maybe maybe i should get my ass out of polis starbucks and like go like peeping on roan and be like hey so here's the thing that we're trying just just keeping keeping you in the loop buddy yeah, so so that's the thing is like uh he I think he's spending a little bit too much time sexting with um Abby over the walkie-talkies, and not enough time actually being a member of the coalition. Ah, is it like what the, over? Uh, like, <laughs> sorry. What are you wearing? Over? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I bet you know what? I bet. <laughs> so here's the thing. So so they've they've invented these walkie-talkies that can clearly like go like many miles, which is kind of interesting, which means that they have the ability to send out radio signals, uh, you know, over over great distances. Um, like, I wonder if there's like future like if like their level of like Bluetooth access like is also that great. And like, what if like Raven could rig up some sort of you know how they have those like remote control sex toy things where like one person is uh, I I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I know. I'm still going there. Like, what if, (laughs) like, what, I'm sure that, like, there's, like, fancy shit in Allie's new lab, so, like, maybe that's what Raven's (laughs) gonna do, but, like, you know, to, like, come up with some sort of, like, magic bullet vibe thing or whatever, you know, for Abby or for Kane, I don't care. And then the other person gets a remote, and then, like, they can... This is what this is what <laughs> this it, is what this is what it's like now when Shaheen isn't here because I would Shaheen say this anyway. Here. Yeah, you probably would. He would too. just be even more disappointed about it than you. Yeah, yeah. All well, right. 
So, I'm just saying moving Raven on. <laughs> is a super genius and we need to like leverage that. Um, well, the I guess talkies, it's just, I guess in the list of priorities, perhaps save the world comes first and then maybe second comes the remote control. Uh, sex maybe toys. second. You can just finish maybe. that sentence right there. Maybe second comes just done. Done with that sentence. Okay. Get it. <sighs> Nobody's here to laugh at my joke. Shaheen isn't drunk and giggly. This is terrible. I don't I don't know if the situation is terrible or if your jokes are. So Fair. All right, moving yeah. on. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that we're kind of over the whole polls thing. I I don't know if Roan knows what it takes to be a good leader. Uh I don't know if anyone on this show knows what it takes to be a good leader except for uh freaky stupid ass Jaha. Was was Naya a good leader? Do we, or did we not find out? Like, did, was she not around long enough? Like, we know she was ambitious and ruthless, but, like, do we think that she was a good leader? And do we think that, like, if you intend to groom your... Well, no, I guess because Lexa exiled him. I was going to say, like, you know, theoretically she should have been sort of grooming Rowan to be a better king, but, you know, he was exiled, so... Hmm. Yeah, well, I think I think since it's been established that the kind of whomever is the king of of ice nation or the the ruler of ice nation can kind of be uh killed if the war chiefs aren't happy with their leadership i would assume that given naya's age that she was a good enough leader from an asgeta perspective and she likely ruled through fear and intimidation rather than through building consensus and being the type of leader that you would expect from a more um, democratic or uh, kind person. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that Lexa was kind, but she certainly had a more inclusive view of how things should move forward in the future with the coalition. So, you know, I, I guess maybe she was a good leader, but we don't Better know. Better than yet. all of these fuckers. Well, you know, I, like I kind of want, like I it's like I, it's so bad right now with the, <laughs> the people in charge. Like, is Miller the second best leader on the show right now because I, he took charge on on Death on Island? The Island, right? Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I mean, I kind of real. feel like it. W- like, as much as we love the fact that like Kane and Lexa were besties, I kind of feel like. And again, into this episode, and we'll talk about this more later about how the fuck am I liking Jaha this season? Um, I don't know. I like, don't know. I don't know. It makes me feel weird. <laughs> but like <laughs> Jaha and and Lexa could have been that. I would have liked to have sit in on those chess games. Um, I think that you know two capable fucking leaders, um, as opposed to you know just sexy people with beards. Um, not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that. So. Not that there, but you know, it doesn't automatically the the gravitas afforded by a beard does not negate you know preparation and you know good judgment. I I mean I guess if that's your standard of leadership, Joe, whatever. <laughs> the good judgment. Yeah, the, good, the whole good judgment thing. Effectiveness. <laughs> exactly. That's weird. Uh. So we know that uh, we know that. Bellamy and Random Redshirt are, are basically kidnapped oh, by Echo oh. and brought to to Polis and, and sp- basically spills the beans about what's what's been happening but in Arcadia. But why were they kidnapped? They were kidnapped before Rowan knew that Sky Crew was being shady, right? No, no. I think that 
I think that Echo Echo went to spy on Arcadia, and this was established a couple episodes ago that she would go there yeah. and and you know see what's going on. And I think upon seeing the preparation that was taking place, it was safe for her and anyone else to assume that they were kind of taking care of themselves. And, you know, since Echo has the insider knowledge of, of why there is this truce with, um, Sky Crew, that, uh, she's like, well, fuck, they're preparing the arc for themselves. They're going back on their word to save everybody and to work on a solution for everybody. So, um, obviously they're going to use Bellamy and Kane as leverage against Clark. Uh, so, I, again, it's just, it's one of those things where where Rowan finds out what's really going on, and then Kane has to try to walk back the the bad impression that Kane gets from um, from just withholding vital information. Uh, so you know, Kane and Kane and Clark basically do themselves in when it right, comes to fucked up. Yeah, when it comes to the repercussions that they're going to have to that they're going to have to face. Um, wh- what I fear is that what if Asgeta gets pissed off enough to destroy the Ark, and all of that is caused by the short-sightedness of of Kane and and Clark, because they're just like, oh, well, we didn't want to we didn't want to disclose all the information because um, it, it, people would have had a bad reaction. Well, not disclosing the information, as we find out, creates an even worse reaction. Here's what I'm wondering: What if? Because in the poster, we saw, you know, the arc burning. Um, yes. Alpha Station it, Alpha Station is the one with the ring. Um, right? I don't know. Well, we saw, we yeah, saw like, the arc burning, basically. Yeah. Like, what if... And that, that leads me to believe that, that it, it, it will not be a viable solution. Um, what if something happens and, like, pretty much all of Sky Crew goes and takes shelter inside of the Ark, while it's being, like, under siege by Asgeta, a few people get out, you know, uh-huh. our, our primaries. And so that's why we see them watching the Ark burn, because then, you know, maybe Asgeta, like, burns it the fuck down with all of Sky Crew inside. Oh, God. I mean, I wouldn't put these put it past these fuckers. It's making it... So these 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 suppositions about what could happen is making it harder and harder for my Asgeta and Sky Crew ships to work out. <laughs> like, wait, who do you have left? So I've got Bellamy and Rowan left. Obviously, uh-huh. you got I will. I will. Yeah, uh, Echo and Bellamy. I will ship Clark and Rowan, even though there's an age difference there. Um, but people I, were well, shipping like <sighs> Ice Mechanic and like Ravens, like a year or two older. Yeah, I will ship Ice Mechanic. Um, I will basically ship Ice plus anything right okay, now. Okay, so Rowan is sexy enough that he he should be passed around. Like, yeah, he's a like the universe. He's like yeah, he's like a universal adapter. He just goes. He put just plugs into everything. <laughs> um, and everyone. Yeah, and everyone. So yeah, it's it's getting increasingly harder to see how. For me to see at least how how the way is paved forward for um for for Asgeta and Sky Crew to work together. I, I know there's some scenes from the trailer that lead me to believe that there there is some common ground still to be found. I just don't know if that would mean that it's just Rowan and and Sky Crew that are gonna move forward together. 
Um, or if it's all of Asgeta, um, and Sky Crew. So, so I guess we'll see. Um, I guess, I guess we can, we can kind of tack this onto the Polis narrative because it, it, uh, Octavia starts there, leaves, and, Mm. you know, word of her demise comes back to Polis. But, um, Octavia has some, has a pretty dramatic, arc here mm-hmm. in this As, episode. Uh, the arc being the, the, the one plane that she of trajectory takes, <laughs> that takes off of the cliff. Can we, alright, so yeah. can we just establish right here and right now, yes, she we would know be dead. it is the most ridiculous premise ever that or like, spiriting in a kidney and falling in Falling hundreds of feet into a very shallow, rocky river. There's no way she would live. Can we but, just but, all move past that? We know, guys. We know it's stupid. But here's the thing. Like, and that was that was a choice that they made because the cliff was CGI. All they had to do was make it less tall. <laughs> you know? Like, like make it five like, feet? Yeah. Just go like, backwards. It'd be like Robin Men in tights and like Octavia's <laughs> flailing around about not being able to swim and and Echo is like, just dude, I, I, I can fucking like, see Echo's the like, I see, I see you. I yeah, see, I see you right I there. See you. And I, Octavia I, tries to float away, but the rocks impede her, so she's just kind of like scooching herself along with her eyes closed. Somehow, I think I don't know if that would have worked as well this dramatically. We, yeah, this is this is why we probably don't write for for TV. Yeah, all um, I'm saying is, um, don't kill the horse. Like, please don't fucking kill the horse. Like, yeah, I don't, don't, I don't need. Don't kill Helios. He's he's the yeah. hero that we need right now, especially because well, everyone turned on Riley. Riley, like, yeah. Well, I mean, this is what happens when you're a dick. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, Riley, we thought you were going to be the everyman that we needed, but turns out you're, you're just a a jerk. Yeah. And we know from previews of next week that he might be, uh, he might be the trigger finger that could start a war. So So, Riley. mm, So Riley is season one, Jasper, I guess. Like (sighs) starting some shit on a bridge where you're just like, dude, mm, like seriously, dude. Yeah, yeah. I wonder who vouched for him and was like, yeah, Riley should have a gun. I bet it was fucking Brian, because they have a thing. It's not good. Yeah. It's not um, good. But yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so back to Octavia. That um, fight was good. The fight was fight good. That fight was good. I loved was, Echo in it. And again, I am surprised by how much I like Echo this season. She's got uh-huh. great nuance. Like, you can see that she was like, fuck, I really don't want to fight her. Oh my god, I killed her. Like, she was not... It, this is sort of bloodthirsty, I don't give a fuck, as Geta. She's not that. Yeah, so I, I guess you know, if we want to label this early season anything, it's the season of how the fuck are they making me care about these characters I wouldn't care about otherwise. Like Jaha and Echo. Yeah. And I think... I and think, I don't hate Jasper, and I... I don't hate Jasper, I, I, but the the thing is, the actors are doing a lot with with not a lot of 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 scenes or dialogue. It's mm-hmm. not like we're spending a shit ton of time with, learning about Echo's backstory. Yeah, she we don't know like, much about Echo. It's just a glance here, an expression there, the way she expresses something. The same thing with Jaha. We don't get a lot of his interior life, like what he's thinking, what his motives are. But it's also very effective to make me care about these these characters that I had written off previously. So I think I think um, 
to me the whole stabbing Octavia in in the in the um in the in the abdomen Gut? yeah that seemed a little like unintended oh on both it sides. was definitely accidental <laughs> like it's like oh i i was bringing my sword up the moment you stumbled into it oopsie Ooh. like you got your chocolate and my peanut butter type of thing um <laughs> So, so this is definitely like, oh shit! I didn't, I didn't mean for that to happen. And then, oh shit, she fell backwards. Yeah, um, right. Like at that point, like you know, I kind of, uh, you know, on the one hand, accidental echo. On the other hand, like you're a fucking warrior. Were you so tired that you couldn't like reach forward and grab Octavia by the collar? Um, yeah, I mean that was a little lazy of her. If you're, if I'm being honest, but you know. Um, she was tired. I, I appreciated yeah. that they actually showed them being fucking tired after fighting. Like, as opposed to this, like, 30-minute battle that you would sometimes see on TV shows. It's like, fuck no, that stuff is hard. Swinging a sword, dodging shit? I'm tired. Yeah, I think that's Maybe one thing me. I appreciate from, from that scene specifically. Um, I think uh, Game of Thrones did a really good job of showing kind of the the horror of war last the exhaustion. season. exhaustion. The exhaustion, the horror of war, what happens when you're just, like, inundated and, like, buried under a pile of dead bodies. Just kind of the the non-glamorous shit um, that that real-world fighting uh, is really about. It's, it's not, not... It's not fun. It's not... It's not sexy. It's, like... No. It's hard, and you might die. Exactly. Um, so don't do it. If we're... Don't do it. Talking about the uh, the cliff jumping scene, though, I wanted to bring up something that uh, one of our Reddit buddies, uh, Capital Chick, wanted me to, uh, as she's called it, a point of, point of consideration for the pod. Um, so I guess uh, people are comparing Octavia's fall off the cliff to, uh, like, Aragorn in, in um, was it Two Towers? Yeah, because Return of the King, he comes back. Um, and then the Lexa and Roan battle. Roan battle was, like, uh, Gladiator, a Game of Thrones. Um, and that, uh, they're doing these sort of like nods to these very iconic, uh, moments in action scenes, um, where they're putting in women instead of men, um, into these sort of, into these sort of moments. And it's kind of interesting. And, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to uh, seeing, you know, what other little, little nods we might get. Cause it feels a little intentional. Uh, I can't. You know, I can't really speak either way to that. Um, I, I feel like falling off a cliff and surviving is, is somehow has been done a million times. Um, but I do like that that the women are doing the heavy lifting when it comes to literally doing the heavy lifting, swinging mm-hmm. swords and, and doing hand-to-hand combat. Um, and you see, you know, I think you see a lot of the men, they've got their their guns and whatnot, but it's, it's really the women on this show that are, uh, I think moving a lot of the action forward. And slit, I really do slit like and throats. the slit and throats. Um, um, here's, here's my, my sort of question, uh, uh, an early will actually in terms of the Octavia and, and, uh, echo fight. Uh, huh. do we assume, cause you know that I have issue with the, elite ninja fighting skills that Octavia like has within two months, like never mind all that. <laughs> Um, so is it that Octavia is a prodigy or that Echo is actually not that good of a fighter? I think. Because even as a prodigy, like you're still like, there's something to be said for experience in a fight. 
Um, and one would assume that Echo has that, but... But, but we also... But we're also forgetting that uh, Octavia ended up at the bottom of a cliff, not Echo. So she did win against okay, this, like a against technical... Ninja. Yeah, I mean, it's a TKO. Okay, okay. Yeah, technical knockout there, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think I think with Octavia, I hand wave her, to go with her it. sudden ninja skills because she's really determined to to fend for herself and to prove herself. And that Indra took her under her wing and gave her the the opportunity to learn under her um, tutelage and learn her fighting style and what it took to be a warrior. And I, I think. Given Octavia's background and given her mental state, she really took to that. And she probably was very dedicated to um, to becoming what to, to prove herself to Indra and to be and to uh, become a warrior. On the well, other, she's, she's, uh, on the other, she, uh, go ahead. Sorry. On the other side with Echo, it, there was really nothing about that fight that was technically intricate. I think if. I would rather see a fight between um, Gaia, an extended fight between Gaia and Octavia. With Echo and and Octavia, it was swing a sword, block the sword. Swing a sword, block the sword. There were there were no really uh, intricate fighting techniques or or movements there. It was I'm tired as fuck, but I'm just gonna try to hit you. Okay, um, fair. So you know, I I just. I don't have as much issue with it. There's a lot of stuff with the show I just forgive. Okay. Because if 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 I started watching TV and intellectually picked things apart with disbelief, you know, disbelief, then I wouldn't enjoy TV. Like there's, I mean, there's <laughs> you there's watch absolute... so much garbage that like there's no reality in it. Exactly. Yeah. So no. it's I, I'm I'm so willing to. Be, forgive shows like um the hundred and you know the the dc shows for their uh, out of control stuff that that is believable because it's just you have to in order to in order to really enjoy the the medium and that and that's you know that's our escapism that's why we're like i will i will be okay with octavia falling off a cliff and surviving because that's just what because why the fuck not yeah, why why the fuck not? Um and that's why when when our escapism is broken a bit by characters who remind us a little bit too much of ourselves or annoy us because they bring things to bear that we don't necessarily want to watch on TV, that's where things get a little dicey with with some of the fan reaction like, "Oh, I hate Jasper." Because he's a downer or he's annoying or blah blah blah. It's like this my Look escapism, in the mirror, buddy. Yeah, it's like my escapism is getting ruined by your realism. And <laughs> that's what makes the show so great is that it doesn't back away from from doing kind of the the extremes on both ends. Well, so, I, w- I would like to bring up one thing that was in Shaheen's notes, and it was actually a note that I emailed to myself but forgot to put in the... In, in, in whose notes? Uh, Shaheen. Oh, Who's right. That? Yeah, no, in, in my notes, because we have always been a podcast of two, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who... Um, just that, uh, the line where Kane is, you know, 
having having a sit down dad talk uh, with Octavia and saying, you know, vengeance isn't justice, mm-hmm. and Octavia saying they are to me, you know, that a nice little callback to uh, sort of where we left things uh, in in season in season three, um, you know, where you had the leader of that little uh, village uh, coming in and bitching at Lexa, you know how how is this vengeance and her being like, it's, it's, you know, it's justice. Like it's, they're different. Um, yeah. But you know, Octavia is still sort of old school grounder. Um, oh, it's a, that, that, I think that's interesting. I'm glad you bring that up and that nobody else had, had thought of that. Are you sarcasticing? No, I'm, I'm trying to pretend that Sh- Shaheen doesn't exist. Oh, right, right, right. Who? I'm God, you are the, oh my God. <laughs> this you, doesn't this... sound like anything to me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So let's talk real quick about, um, about the, the prison or the, yeah, the prison scene where, you know, um, uh, um, I'm sorry, Becco, Becca, Echo, Becco, Becco, all these, all these troubled times ahead for Becco. So, so Echo and Rowan come down and basically are like, yep, well, um, the alliance is over. We're about to march on Arcadia, and Bellamy's like, "Well, Octavia's going to get there first and warn them." And 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 Rowan gives Echo a look where he's like, "This is your bad news to deliver. I told you to bring her back alive." And and Echo tells Bellamy that uh, that Octavia's dead, and we get. Well, I thought it was a great emotional scene from Bob Morley. Uh, I, I know people, some people are like, oh, it was overdone. The music was um, oh, are you overdone. talking about me and the notes no, that I put in there? I, no, I've, I've seen the criticism a couple places, um, so you're not being original, just so you know. Um, wow. Again, uh, uh, <laughs> like when, when, when he who shall not be named is not on the pod, you there is no buffer for your vitriol uh, and, and hatred of me. There's there's no like hatred. You know, spread it around. It's just wow. you know, hatred. That's a that is that, that is, is my that is my word, not your word. That is a um that that is a strong. I'm sorry, word that was maybe use. a little harsh. That was maybe a little yeah. harsh. Um, um I would say my dislike. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my displeasure, general yeah. and specific. Well um, let's let's talk about that. Not my hatred. I mean dislike of you, but the <laughs> So the criticism, the criticism. So I, I didn't, I don't take what you will away from Bob Morley's performance. I thought it was raw and realistic. I, you know, you can't tell, you can't really know how people are going to react to things. I think though that I, when I watched it the second time, I, I listened specifically for the music and I was watching it the second time on my Amazon subscription. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't as pronounced. The music wasn't as pronounced. I don't know if there's a sound mixing issue between the live broadcast and what oh, is released. Oh, maybe. Um, that was my issue is that like a few times already this season, like, and I've loved Tree Adams' work, especially yes. last season. It was great. He did some really amazing stuff. Uh-huh. Just this season, there seems there seem to be moments where I am taken out of the emotion of the scene by yeah. by the music, which that shouldn't be how music how composed music in a show works. It should like work with it. And so it was just like, A, we're having this really big theatrical scene from Bellamy and we're going to get giantly loud, sad piano music. And so it was just like, 
it, it took me out of the scene. And then like, I also kind of did have an issue with, for me, it did felt, feel a little bit large and overacted. But then again, I could just be an only child and not actually know, you know, the love of a sibling or whatever. And the grief that, you know, that, that, that would, or I'm just not empathetic. Like all of these options are equally available. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. I, I, um, it, it seems like, it seems like this season they're like, you love Tree Adams? Well, you're gonna get Tree Adams, and they're right? cranking up the they're cranking up the volume. So I know this isn't just my issue. Other people have noticed it too. The sound mixing is wonky. Um, they are they are sometimes obscuring the dialogue with with the the music, which is too loud. And I know this is just like, oh, you're just old and you can't hear. <laughs> no, this is verified on Reddit that other people are having issues. Other people the on the internet are also other, angry. Other people who I imagine are probably also elderly old. like me. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah, having an issue with it. So, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes too, though, maybe just like the tone you want to get out of a scene and the music just don't mesh together very well. Mm -hmm. And I know this it's kind of like the sexy guitar in the Murphy rape scene where I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. So that's, you know, that's an issue with miscommunication. I think on this show or, or, uh, assumptions made that were incorrect. Um, but I think though that, that maybe they just need to, I, I don't know if they need to, art direct a little bit better with with tree or something like that because he's watching this stuff as he's composing mm -hmm. so it's not like he's doing it in a vacuum um so i think maybe they need to to maybe tone down some of the stuff and i think the sound mixing just needs to um well be and done with with the audience in mind the the fact that the that they chose a piano when m much of what he sort of does at least in my memory of the soundtrack in, in a lot of the you know the co the compositions is a lot of strings and a yeah. lot of uh a lot of like percussion and so when we get this piano it's, it's like jarring. what you know and it's yeah. loud and yeah, so it's, it's just a, it's a little jarring. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my like nitpick. I guess it's like not that big of a deal, but like the scene overall was very uh, not 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 ham-handed at all. It was just uh it was a little over the top and yeah. that was extra extra over the top, if that makes yeah. sense. No, I mean that 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 does make a lot of sense. But uh I think I think it was a really interesting scene because the look on Rowan's and, and Echo's face Oh, that was my favorite. It, That's it actually what like, I liked. They they were showing regrets and uh empathy towards Bellamy and Kane, which is not something you would expect from from uh you know, vicious Ice Nation warriors. So I think there's a lot going on there that makes that that adds a, a layer of depth, depth and complexity that I really I hope they get into it further down the road. I know there's like, certain people out there just like fuck Becco, she needs to die because Bellamy is the number one thing in their lives and anybody who does anything bad to Bellamy needs to die. Well, I'm sorry, but the show takes precedence over your fandom for one character. <laughs> and what's going on with Echo and Rowan in that it's scene super interesting. is very, yeah, very interesting. Because here's, so, here's what I want to know. So, so obviously Rowan was like not pleased that Kane had been like keeping stuff from him. That was yeah. obviously not very good. But at the same time... Rowan has been shown over and over again, like he's a little bit, they obviously have skepticism between Sky Crew and Asgeta, of course, and between the Grounders and Sky Crew. But Rowan definitely, without his kingness, 
um, when it's just sort of like him, you get the sense that like he would actually be a lot more reasonable, but he is sort of bound by these like sort of, uh, you know, warrior rules where they're yeah, it's it's archaic joe that's what it is but it seems like he doesn't really even want it necessarily like i would be curious if he if his position weren't so precarious if he would have taken if he would have abolished their uh their their truce uh quite so quickly you know as opposed to just be letting kane apologize knowing that sky crew hasn't really been overtly uh you know aggressive with them and knowing that like yeah, it's it, there, he's behaving exactly sort of like uh, like the rest of Sky Crew when they found Clark's list, where it's like yeah. sh- there are these really concrete reasons, but you're gonna not listen to them because you have these external forces or internal forces within you. You know, in the case of Sky Crew being like, I need to survive. That's not cool. Um, yeah. You know, he's not listening to like his logical part. It's I'm in a precarious position with my generals. This is an inexcusable thing that has happened. Whereas I might be more open to diplomatic, you know, talking to things and, you know, talking about stuff with Kane. Um, sorry, I can't do that. Like you have put me in an impossible situation, Kane. So, you know, our truce is over. Um, cause it didn't, you know, they both seemed not pleased that Octavia was dead. I don't think that they dislike Bellamy. Um, Rowan certainly, you know, he and Bellamy have a, have a long future together. Um, you yeah, know, so I mean, it's, it's bro, yeah. you know, Brone being Endgame and all that. So, you know, it's a rocky road, but both of them kind of gave us this look of into them, into themselves of this is not, um, this is not something that they wanted or something that they are happy about. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm interested, interested to see where they go with it. I think we're going to get an Im- interesting conversation between Rowan and Clark next episode um, mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't know where that's going to lead. So I'm excited because I like the, the, the season four trailer didn't spoil me. I, I don't know if they're going to go to war or not. I don't know if Asgeta is going to, uh, fuck, you know, uh, burn Arcadia to the ground. So I'm really, really excited to see, <laughs> Rowan. see if something burns to the ground. Yeah. See something burned to the ground, but I'm excited to see Rowan out in the world and, and having agency and power because that's, that's what we need out of, out of Rowan. So let's move on um, from the, the Pola storyline. If, if you're good to wrap yeah. that up and move back to our move, move on to Arcadia because obviously like the biggest thing that happens in Arcadia is that the, the list is found and, um, Clark is called out on it and mm-hmm. she does a very poor job of acquitting herself. Um, and Jaha. <laughs> God damn it. Jaha. Jesus. Jaha. Scott, like, Scott, like what were you doing last season? Jaha. This is my question. Like, cause he was kind of fine. Like it's just when he like got it in his kooky head to go to the city of light. That's where everything like Jaha is a fire hose of amazing, but he was just pointed in the completely <laughs> wrong direction. Like you point him in the right direction. He's great. Amazing leader. Very measured. Really yeah. understands both politics and leadership. Um, but you know, God damn it. He brought back Allie and nearly killed everyone. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> why am Jaha. I like, why am I liking Jaha? I think he's fascinating right now. Um, I, but I'm going to go on record as saying I do not trust this guy. I don't know what his motives are. 
I'm very, and I don't know if it's a confusion that I've created in my own head or if it's a confusion based on what the writers presented us with, with last season, because I, I came out of last season believing that Jihad had a lot more agency than anyone else um, who was chipped, that he was doing a lot of what he was doing out of his own free will. And he was not being coerced by Allie. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are people saying that, oh, well, he was, he was under her, her control hundred percent. He was like everybody else, but we never see her telling him to do something. We never see her telling him to, oh, go make this person, um, take the chip or, um, or crucify them. There's, there's not that put, there wasn't that push last season that made me believe that he was as coerced as everybody else under Ellie's control. So now coming into this season, I was like, why is anybody allowing him to live? Why is anybody listening to him? Why is anybody letting them near anything important? Um, e- even like a screwdriver. And now I'm just like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. He, he is, he is a, a, a ostensibly the best leader on the show right now. And I, I hate saying that. The show's making me say that. I feel like <sighs> betrayed. Because they're making me like this guy. Yeah. 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 It's, but, it's it, like, son of a bitch. Like, let me ask you, Joe. Do you think... So I'm I'm not having as much difficulty as I thought I would have with, with this. But do you think that that what... Do you think the decisions that Clark is making right now as a leader, do you think those are consistent with what she's shown throughout the show as a leader? Uh, yeah, like, I do think it's consistent. I think that this gets into the point of Bellamy and Clark as co-leaders, because I I, I can't say, like, I I don't know if them making the list and Clark being fucking terrible at hiding it was sort of an inevitable thing that, like, that just set a ball rolling that no matter what, Jasper was going to find them. But in terms of being able to handle a crowd, fuck Clark is bad at it. And she has always been bad at it. Um, the yeah, only time she was effective one uh-huh. time was Bellamy had given, it was season, season one, season, season two, season one. one. And yeah, Bellamy gave leave. some That's speech. Stay or leave. Yeah, yeah. Stay or leave. And she was like, yes, Bellamy's right. But now that I have your attention, <laughs> let me just redirect you back to my plan, which is correct. And like that worked because Bellamy was like her hype man, at least in a way of like getting people at least like emotive and ready to be led somewhere. Um, you know, he like he gave him a few drinks and loosened up. Uh, he was the wingman, basically. Um, yeah, but I think it, I think it was also though important that if if we go back to season one and we kind of think about their evolution and journey together and the perception from outside of of the two of them is that Bellamy and Clark were at loggerheads at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and he was the one that was taking charge, and eventually Clark rose up and became his equal or surpassed him in some ways, as far as a leader is concerned. And there, and so I think people are looking to Bellamy and whomever Bellamy is looking to is going to be the person that they're going to turn to as well. And I think that's, I think that's the role that Bellamy kind of plays when it comes to Clark. Now, the thing that kind of, um, the thing that kind of concerns me a bit is that Bellamy has not been in opposition to Clark at all in some of her leadership dis- positions. And I would have loved to have Ever seen him say, this, no, no, this is, yeah, I'm okay. sorry. Thanks. Thanks for asking that question. So I could clarify. Um, <laughs> 
No, because I want I want to make it clear that no, this season, like I would love to have him go. You know what, Clark? I don't think it was a great decision to do A, B, or C, um, or that I'm sorry I I destroyed the hydro generator, but I don't think that should have forced you into trying to get people um, to work by giving them false hope, um, because I think I think she needs him to step up and be that um, to be the less snarky version of of Raven. Um, and, and point some of these things out to her that, that will help make her be a better leader. So I wrote this in my review and I don't know, Joe, if you agree with this, but I think that Clark becoming a, a great leader is going to be determined by how the people around her help her grow into that position. And I think, for God's sake, I hate saying this. I think Jaha. (laughs) God damn it. God damn it. God damn it, Shumway. <laughs> I think Jaha's playing that role right now. I think Bellamy is going to be, um, uh, he needs to be vital to that. I think fucking Monty, I mm-hmm. mean, he's I was up. surprised by Monty, like Monty yeah. stepping up this episode. He kind of came to the forefront and was like, you kind of forget him, like, not to, uh, I hate to say this, you kind of forget about Monty. Like, he kind of goes yeah, along exactly. with everything and he's, no. he's very important. All the time, he's always been very important, but he kind of sort of is very mal... He doesn't make waves. And so... Yeah, no, dude, I totally agree with you. We forget about Monty all the time. But, like, when Monty says, hold up, you done fucked up, you should listen. Because it takes a lot to get Monty riled up about something. And and, and the thing, Joe, though, the thing about Monty is it's not coming from a a position of self-preservation. No. Like... He he uh, he agreed that he probably shouldn't have been on that list. Oh, totally. Now, Clark it, mixed, missed the entire conversation. I'm sorry you weren't on the list. That's not the point, Clark. Yeah, exactly. It, it, but uh, it, but he was like, it's not about whether or not I'm on the list. It's about whether or not you're the one who should be determining who's on the list and what me- you know is this the right method to go about preserving the human race. Um, he. So I I think it's I love how like Monty kind of calls her out on that. And you're right. He's he's forgot about, but I think he's a very important person to ground her when Bellamy's not around. I think Jasper, mm-hmm. that scene in the jail cell where he's basically like, you God know, damn it, Jasper. Uh, yeah, <sighs> maybe maybe ja- maybe Jaha isn't the gold standard of leadership, and I I I think Jasper could. Could I don't know if they'll do this, but I think Jasper has like this unique position where he can he can be the the person that that helps um, Clark diverge from the type of leader that Jaha is that makes him um, not a bad leader, but somebody you don't necessarily want to emulate because he, he has made some decisions in the past that are not that great and are kind of, you know, morally or, or, or ethically harsh. And I think one, like if Clark is like, well, maybe Jaha is just protecting us. I don't think that she needs to look at Jaha as the best person to, to model herself after. She can take like 80% of Jaha. Yeah. And there's this other 20% that she has to learn and develop on her own. And I think she gets there through her friends, through Raven, Bellamy, Monty, I, her mom, 
I don't think Kane is going to help. That, oh, that God, Jesus. God, he is such a terror. <laughs> like, oh, God. But, what not to do? Like, right? take like, negative 50% of Kane and you'll be a good uh, leader. That God guy damn is, it. Like, uh, which is not a criticism of his character. Like, yeah, he's exactly. still, like, like, a good I, dude. I, just, I, yeah. that's not his job. Yeah, um, we need to figure out what a good position for Kane is. He well, needs to be, I think he needs to be the ambassador and, and but somebody, somebody else with needs a tight to be leash. the chancellor. Yeah, somebody has to be the one that communicates what to the message to Kane, and Kane needs to communicate the message to whomever he's ambassadoring to. But he can't I, be making the decisions because he's not good. I I feel like Jasper is actually sort of, uh, in some ways, reminding me a lot of Murphy, um, but with without the will to survive. Like Murphy always has the fuck it, but I will always do like I will fuck everyone else over. Um, to for me to survive whereas jasper is sort of this i have no fucks left to give so i'm like they both speak very important truths to the characters that they interact with um and they don't hold back and i i I find that like i i like both of them for that and again like who who knew that i would be surprised that i'd be like hey i'm kind of on board with jasper here like he's he's sort of He's a much more mature character this this season than he was last season, which is interesting because it's really only yeah. been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we came into this season going, you know, Jasper doesn't serve any doesn't serve a purpose anymore, and we're ready to like see him die. And now mm-hmm. I'm 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 like he is one of the more interesting characters in the the early part of season four, um, and and that's and that's saying that when you've got a gaggle of characters who were doing some really interesting stuff that we didn't expect. So I, think, I mean, I think what's, 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 what's happening here is that we're, I am giving more shits about characters that I didn't. And again, that I don't, that I didn't think that I would. And I, and I think it's because Clark and Bellamy and Kane and Abby and to some degree Raven at this point, they haven't moved on the dial yet in this from from where we left them in season four to where we have them now. I mean, apart from Clark grieving um, for Lexa, which is something that, like, you know, we needed to see. Apart from that, she hasn't really changed or done anything. But, you know, whereas Jasper has sort of, like, found this sort of peace that he has made with his death um, and and Echo giving us, like, a lot more nuance into Asgeta, as well as Rowan giving us, you know, sort of the weird sort of leadership mentality and sort of the issue that he's having with, do I maintain power? Do I keep my head? Um, you know, and Jaha being, you know, wise fucking sage Jaha. Uh, whereas Clark, Clark's still making the same mistakes. Um, yeah. And, and Bellamy is, uh, I wouldn't say that he hasn't done anything yet, but he hasn't done anything yet. Um, this season really so far for me, he's done great work. I think that Bob Morley's doing great work and I'm enjoying watching Bellamy, but as far as characters who are growing, he has not grown yet this season, like in the first four episodes. Is that, does that make sense? No, I mean, that, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And I think, um, I think kind of the lack of some actions, because I think when, when people make big decisions and, and take big actions, that's when you see them change and their growth comes into play. I, I don't think we've seen that with some of the characters. I think maybe we'll look back on some of these things and say, well, that moment changed Clark or that moment changed mm-hmm. Bellamy. And those ripples will be seen in, in future episodes. But right now, you're right. Uh, you know, they're very, some of these characters are very much the same people that we've, you know, grown to know, know and love, whereas others are adding 
more to the story right now and adding more nuance mm-hmm. and and sparking interest more than others. So, you know, I'm I, I I've been okay. Like, you know, Clark is my favorite character and I've been okay with her journey so far this season, but I haven't seen the I haven't seen the Clark that I I got used to seeing in season one and season two, where she's making decisions and she's moving the story forward. I hope that changes soon because I think that the the story is still very much um, anchored around Uh, her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it will always be because that that's kind of the point. Oh my God, another huge crash. I'm I've got. I hate to admit this. I have the Daytona 500 on mute. What the fuck? Wait, is that NASCAR? Yes. Oh, what? Ah. There's no other sports on. There's like. I started watching the Rockets game today, and I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, I can this- hear, like, the webbing of your toes, like, growing together as, like, your inbreddedness, like, increases <laughs> just watching this. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, trying to figure out who crashed. It looks like it was Jimmy Johnson. Uh, oh, well, that's certainly the name of a consummate professional. Oh no! Wait, wait. Is that the ten? No, it's not the ten car. I'm tr- I'm just keeping a- I'm just keeping an eye on to see what Danica Patrick is doing. Um, but it looks like like half the the field is is crashed so far. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um. So what was I saying? Uh, Clark's the protagonist. TLDR. Yeah, Clark-, Clark is yeah. the protagonist. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um. But here's okay. So here's the thing. Them all bitching that Clark's name was on the list. Yes, but. Did you read it? Did you notice that it's in completely different handwriting and completely all caps? <laughs> like, that irritates no, the shit out of me. Yeah, it's like... Well, it's, Clark it's, even put herself on the list. Oh, she wrote with her left hand and all... Well, no, she's left hand. She wrote with her right wrote, hand and all caps. Like, what? That doesn't make... She, she was gonna... It's a red herring, you guys. She didn't write her name. Like, what? Yeah. <sighs> misunderstandings based on lack of communication i would have kind of loved if she had put jasper's name on the list just for funsies like you know what (laughs) fuck you jasper jasper jk (laughs) you get to live um i i so i i really enjoyed the scene where she's like trying to extricate or, or explain why people are on the list and she's so in her head explaining it and it makes perfect sense to me from from a oh, pragmatic and a scientific point of view i'm like yeah this makes sense you have to have genetic diversity this is why i would now put both blakes on the list you have to have genetic diversity so so get a brother and sister off of there yeah sorry. um um you have to have women of, of childbearing age mm-hmm. on there you have to have people who are not um prone to genetic um uh, illnesses. Right, like, not to be whatever, some, some like, young white guy being like, there's a lot of ladies on this list. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck off with your privilege, sir. Shut your mouth. <laughs> We're just gonna repopulate with one man and 99 women. I um, mean, you know, but here's the thing, should it be Kane or Bellamy? Um, I think, I think you gotta go with probably Bellamy. Just because he's prettier? He'll, he'll, he'll live longer. He's taller, so. Yeah. That's something. He'll live, he'll live longer and have more sex. Okay. Um, yeah, the last thing you want is like, you know, Kane gets two years in and, and, and then, uh, you know, is, is, um, 
has problems in the bedroom department. <laughs> Quote unquote problems. And, you know, Dr. <laughs> well, no, Dr. Abby, they'd keep her because she's a doctor, right? Like she would say. But I mean, are, they, are they going to have, are they going to have uh, uh, ED meds? That's, I mean, it's depends on, you know, if Raven gets her shit together and starts, you know, sex toys well, in you know what? A- okay. sex toy line. You know, there's probably like, there's probably an overrun of erectile dysfunction meds on the arc. Oh, yeah. They probably have like a shit ton of that. Yeah. And like, and like antibiotics, they have like a, like a dwindling supply. <laughs> there's of like, there's like one like CPAC left. or whatever, and they're like, yeah, cool. yeah. The men were like, we have to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies are like, tampons are like, no, no tampons. We need more Cialis. Erections only. <laughs> You and your lady parts. <laughs> uh, so we haven't so we haven't learned much from 2017, is what you're telling me. Um, no, no, no we're just we're just rewinding. We're just going backwards. This is everything um, that has happened before will happen again. Pretty much. Yeah. So I I love how how Jaha steps in and, and is basically like, well, you got to give people a choice in their fate. Um, Jaha and, and, and uh, Shaheen makes Shaha. Oh. Shaheen Shaha. and Jaha Ooh. ship. Wait, uh, sh- who? Um, s- there's a really good point here to be made. <laughs> um, <laughs> that it- it's funny that that Jaha says that people should have a hand in their fate when when he's the guy that basically <laughs> talking <Allie>. irony. <laughs> yeah, like oh, here's how you override free will. Just press this button. Um, so. I- like, I feel like Jaha's complete and utter lack of recognizing any sort of irony in himself or what he no. says is just lovely. Like, no re- horrible no and lovely. Just, like, he has no regerts whatsoever. Oh, my God. That dude. Yeah. Oh, I just, I, even though I love where he is right now, I'm just like, they have to reconcile the fact that he was in control of a lot of the bad shit that he did last year. Otherwise, I watched season three under the completely wrong impression of him. Can we can we talk about the pranks and just how? <laughs> just God damn it that that was a delight, Kim. I, I wonder, <laughs> like, I wonder if Kim Shumway like came up with those pranks or like if they watched like Home Alone a couple times and like tried to like pick out the good ones. But like the floating was was love. Like that was great. Also, I want to know what exactly. Jasper drugged him with, um, like was exactly, it chloroform? Exactly. Like, why? What? What did he give him to trank him? Like um, just enough to send him out. And how did so, Jaha get back? And I, I gotta say, like on the one hand, like I'm glad that we saw that. On the other hand, it's a far less sinister thing than we all thought from the trailer. When you were like, Jaha is going out to sea. They have ice floated him like an Eskimo. <laughs> um, but no, it was just Jasper playing a little bit of a prank, um, which. I was surprised at the levity that happened in this episode. And that's something that I think we were all bitching about with season three of let these people be real. And the fact is Jasper and Monty were kind of pranksters uh, in season one and like given their backstory and sort of, you know, these kind of like lovable goofballs. Um, And so I'm glad that we got to see a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, the the foaming of Clark was classic. Oh my god, that was so good, and she was so mad. And then you're like, oh, this scene is going badly. Oh. <laughs> She's like, really, guys? I'm like, this is the best. The grumpy kitty is not gonna like it. But oh, we are. she's so mad. Set her then, paws are all wet. Nobody yeah. likes it. And then, of course, she ends up shock lashing Jasper at the end of the scene. It's like, wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Clark's not the one to prank. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. So yeah. 
Yeah, I hope we get. I hope we get more of that. You know, I don't. I don't know if we will because it, it feels like we're going to be barreling headlong into obliv- oblivion. So we'll see. Um, is there anything else that you want to cover in regards to um, in regards to the Arcadia storyline? No, um, I'm just glad we got a little bit more Monty character work again. This sh- this season is giving me characters that I kind of didn't give a shit about, and uh, I'm in it now. Like. Hey, I give a shit about Monty. How about that? Yeah, Monty has a purpose other than killing his his awful, awful mother. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> we have Shumway to thank for that, too. Yeah. Thank oh, you, Shumway. God damn it. She is, man, she's the bloodthirstiest. Of bloodthirsties. Yes. yes. So um, I want to take a quick break, and then we'll come back in a second. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. We uh-huh. took our little break. Um, Joe, we used the potty. Jen required that I stay more sober for the last no, half of the pod. You so. are you are so mis uh, representing what you're fake lying. Podcast, basically, fake podcast. <laughs> Alternative facts. No, you asked if you should make another drink, putting the onus of deciding what to do with your life on me. And I said, you know what? I don't. I don't care. I would like to to get this this Teal, podcast like over you don't with care about fashion. me about my welfare oh my about God. this podcast why you were making me responsible for the health of your liver is beyond me <laughs> I'm I uh, I already have one liver that I need to worry about and it's in my body <laughs> can't be worried about other livers you would be you a can't. terrible leader like you <laughs> You would be the wor- like you're the cane of of leaders, um, and I'm trying to be Clark about it, and you're telling me to stay sober. It's really, yeah. I don't I don't understand your analogy at all, but whatever. Me I'll neither. Go with me it. neither. Let's move on. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Becca's Island now, the Ooh. island of of death traps of misfit and- drones. Yeah. Um, so. I'm going to assume, Joe, and I don't I don't know if you got the same impression that this is that where they are is the same island that the mansion is on, but just a different part of that island. I guess because, yeah, they have the same dock. So, like, I'm assuming that it would be the same island. But that said, here's so how did they get there without having to go through the goddamn desert? Like, did they take Luna's, did they have, like, yeah, they, they so, took Luna's boat and that's, like, way faster? Yes. It's not Luna's boat. I think it's Amori's boat. Somebody's boat. Um, so remember when, remember when um, Jaha, Amori, and Murphy were coming back from, from, um, from Allie's Island and, and going back to Arcadia? They yeah. mentioned something about that it's much faster by boat. Like you don't have to tra- traverse the fucking over, desert and like, yeah, the dead zone. I'm I'm guessing you can like take it around the dead zone and get inland that way somehow. Um, probably somewhere near Polis, and, and I think uh, Baltimore is is almost on the water. So yeah, there's there's something yeah. Well, so it's just like, much easier via how boat. Did it- how did it take like an afternoon? Like I understand that it's much faster, but I can't imagine that it's like an afternoon versus like a three week journey. No, that, I don't. Like, I don't. I don't foot. know how much time passed. Okay, I'm assuming maybe it's a couple days. Um, since like let's let's use the creation of the list as like the touchstone. Okay. So I'm gl- gonna go like maybe it's a day or two after after the night that um 
Oh, right. That, we had the time Clark, jump. Yeah. So I forgot I mean, that we had a time jump this this episode, which people complained about. And I'm like, well, it's not fucking 24. Like, I'm not watching, like, a clock, da- you know, a countdown <laughs> clock, like, wondering when the fuck Clark is going to pee. Um, which <laughs> or, or how she gets anywhere with, under an hour in L.A. traffic. I mean, like. Right. If, 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 if Octavia falling off of a. I think Octavia falling off a cliff and living is more realistic than anything <laughs> that has ever happened in under an hour. Because there's a chance she could have lived, but LA traffic is always fucked. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so I guess here's another thing though. Okay. <laughs> Remember those? So those little those little white monument things that represent kind of the 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 border. Mm-hmm. Of the the safe zone on the island versus versus drone hell. Mm-hmm. Do you remember seeing those in 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 season three or at the end of season two? No, of course not. And then Amori <laughs> said something that oh, ger- uh, mutants Mutant, aren't yeah. allowed. Uh, wasn't Gideon a mutant? Yeah. Or is he just a big freaky looking dude? <laughs> Like man, I don't want to disparage big freaky looking dudes and just assume they're mutants. But yeah, like at what point are you like your sloth weird. from the Goonies, or you have like <laughs> radioactive hands? Like, you just at, have, like, like when a do really you big head. like when do you differentiate between like fetal alcohol syndrome and like actually possibly having mutant superpowers? I feel horrible saying that. But. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Like, maybe they took like a different path down to get to the docks from Allie's mansion? And are we in the mansion? Are we, like, under the mansion? Like, is this the same lab that we saw with Jaha at the end no, of season I think, two? So is this I'm, a different I'm, lab? I think it's, like, I think it's geographically disparate from where the mansion is. So I'm, like, thinking the mansion has one part of the island, and that's that's maybe, like, their main headquarters or whatever. It's, it's confusing. Like, I... Companies in the future, they've got some really swanky HQs, I guess. And then the lab itself, I think, is is on a, in another part of the island. Who um <clears throat> is who else is on this island? That's the question. So, and like, did you find that weird, Joe? Well, I mean, I found it not weird necessarily that like there's someone else, but I was just like, dude, Amori, like you're you've cast your lot with john murphy like you have to trust someone the fact that you're not trusting him yeah makes me mm. like dude what is on that island that she's not disclosing fully and i can't like who could it be here's the thing like here's what the crazy fan theories yeah that's who the fuck else would it be um like are they the other tech buyers to like not like is it like when Amori stops off and she shows Becca the t- or not Becca Allie the tech that she's bought and Allie's like yeah I'll take these five things and then she like motorboats her way around the other side of the island and she's like hey <laughs> second dawn I've I, I, you know great price for you my friend um you know what can I offer you like is that does she just make the rounds to like all of the surviving like doomsday cults like offering them like broken radios and like pieces of twine like how big is this island? Like, okay, so I, I want to like Amori, I really do, but there's something sketch about her. And 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 sketch above and beyond that she's just like somebody who rips people off um uh and you know, sells tech off to to shady ass AIs. There's some, she's hiding something, I think. 
Um, and I is I, she I, in Second Dawn? Who knows? Whoa. Wait, did I just? I don't know. What? Like, what if? Like, my brain is imploding right now. What <laughs> like, if what she if was she... in Second Dawn? I'm just saying, like, because what if they're the only ones who were like, yeah, we'll take in mutants. That's cool. Like, I don't mind your lobster claw. <laughs> <laughs> we have some jars we really need opening. <laughs> it's really big. We tried hitting it with a knife. Like... Like, God damn, I really like, want these pickles. it under hot water, and it's My just, sandwiches it's have been terrible. <laughs> I just, God, these pickles, like, they've been, you know, they, my grandma made them. Like, yeah, and they're good pickles, too. Like, they got, they're spicy pickles. There's they the got garlic. Some, yeah. Jalapenos yeah. in there. Yeah, so, it's an interesting, I... It's really uh, holding up our Bloody Mary bar. Like, it would take the uh, Bloody Mary bar that we have to the next level, but we can't get this fucking jar of pickles open. So, speaking of Bloody Marys... <laughs> Ooh, good segue. <laughs> good segue. So, like, basically, I'm I'm relegated to, like, maybe one drink a year now. Okay, um, uh-huh. So oh, I'm what thinking- should it be? I'm well. I'm thinking it should be one of them Bloody Marys, but one of them Bloody Marys that basically has a whole seven course meal stuck oh, into God. it, right? Like where there's like a fucking corn dog in there, and yeah, like... and a hamburger, <laughs> <laughs> and like mozzarella sticks. Because <laughs> like when I get a Bloody Mary, I'm just like, oh yeah, I got five olives this time, not just three. I'm excited. But then, um, but then, like, if you go to these places, like, not to brag or whatever, like, there's a place in Austin that we go, and, like, A, they give you a tiny bottle of uh, Miller High Life, like, the tiny little squat bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those cute so you, little bottles. Yeah, so you get one of those, because champagne of beers, and then there's, like, an entire, um, like, table off to the side where there's, like, 30 different hot sauces, like, 14 different kinds of pickled shit, like, horseradish, like, yeah, like, why, you know, I, I think that if you're gonna get the booze, but you should also, or, 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 here's another option. You could come and there's a place here that makes manmosas instead of mimosas where they give you a beer stein that's big enough to hold an entire bottle of champagne and they like give you like a little splash of juice. Um, so that counts as a drink. Well, yeah, but... But champagne I bubbles also, aren't your thing? No, I mean, I'm just... I, I just have to be... I think I have to be really judicious about what that one drink a year is. And I feel like if... I want an extreme Bloody Mary if that's what it's going to be. Because then I can be like. like, Doritos on there, like extreme, like the extremely flavored Doritos. um, I'm just saying it would be good. Or like, fuck it, just put like some fucking Taco Bell on there. JoJo, crash update. There is yet another crash. I am shitting you not. Is everyone drunk? Like it's one turn. Like you make a left turn. How do you hit somebody? They're, they're, They're like. Some like one person swerves a little out of control because they lose they lose traction or whatever, and they're they're all so close to one another that everybody else loses. Like all like like half the cars cars that are still in the field are held together by duct tape and they're limping along. Like literally, I could take uh I could take like a a, a Jetta out there and, Wait, no, and so drive eighty miles per hour and win this thing right now. So they are basically like they go to like high schools and like pick out like the cars that like the high school kids are driving. Not at my you know, not not at the rich kids uh, you know, high schools, um, but you know, your your average high schools and you know, pick out like the beater cars that the parents yeah. are like, Yeah, fuck it, you can just take that car. 
So it's basically Demolition Derby. Suddenly I'm way more interested in NASCAR, to be honest. Well, no, I mean, these are like, you know, you know, probably $500,000 cars, but they have, they can take them into their pit and try to repair them as much as possible to get them back out there to finish the race. Because I, I still think they make money or whatnot, but literally they're held together by duct tape right now. Uh, I mean, has anyone died? Like, has there been fire? Like, no, what? not yet. Because at this I point, think... I'm just like, oops, fender benders, call your insurance agent. No, like, I think one of the crashes. The the I think one of the crashes earlier. They they did stop everybody because they had to like um bring an ambulance out to Uh-oh. like this is this is this is why people watch racing for this debacle of fuckery that's going on right now so i will let you know i they're they're in a caution right now i'll let you know when they uh in five minutes Um, in five minutes when they crash their shit again like there's going to be two cars left i guarantee you like we're only halfway into this thing how long is a goddamn oval race it's it's a daytona 500 it's 500 laps and they've had like like four crashes now so they're under caution and they have to drive real slow um so yeah, this is. I mean, I feel like guys. this is somehow a metaphor for the hundred. I'm like, I'm I'm just drunk enough to not being able to unpack it, but like, yeah. I'm sure that limping along uh, in your mom's station wagon, um, demolition derbying yourself, uh, you know, through the apocalypse is pretty accurate. Would it be cool if, like, in Arcadia, they had a mom's station wagon in addition to the rovers? Like the wood oh my panel God, station right? wagon. Okay, but yeah. who's going to have sex in the back of that as opposed to the back of the rover? Well, I think... I think Monty I think and Harper would... are absolute... Harper would well, drag yeah. Monty by the collar back there. I think that Harper is totally a backseat station wagon fucker. Yeah, I mean, no, definitely. I think the 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 back the back seat, or even the 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 like the the trunk area of yeah, the station wagon. Yeah, you fold it wagon, down. You fold yeah, it down. I mean, I mean, there. I think there are a lot of people that are totally be into it. I think the only problem is you could probably see into it real easily. Like the rover has, I doesn't have like windows and oh, shit. Oh, those like can, those like window cover bits. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, I think it affords a little bit more privacy. But I think some of them are freaky. De- Deaky enough to, to get think, off on like public sex. I think Jasper is the one who ruins it all by just going in there and masturbating full daylight, and everyone's like, "God, well, so much for so much for a sexy station wagon." Like Jasper had yeah. to go and ruin that too. Now it's like a Jackson Pollock painting in here under black light. <laughs> all right, so what, what what were we talking about? Uh, what, Becca's Island. Becca's Island. All right, so we've got Moria's stupid- is creepy. Um, yeah, she's creeping. She's I don't know if she's holding something back or it's just her her saying that there's other stuff out there than other than the drones. But like or to. is it just superstition like grounder shit? Oh, yeah, that could be too. Cuz she's like, "Oh, you know, mutants don't go beyond those those, you know, tiny posts or whatever." And I kind of love that moment though, can I just call that out where Murphy Murphy's just fucking Murphy, and he's like, you know what? Fuck that shit. I'm going to walk through that. And I kind of was wondering if it was going to be like he was going to get, like, vibrated or whatever. Wasn't that on Lost, where, like, there was, like, some weird thing that they couldn't cross because of vibrational bits, um, where it would, like, make your ears bleed? Or am I thinking of a different show? Um, why do, uh, That seems familiar. Okay. Well, some show where you can't cross these, like, pillars because bad shit's going to happen to you. And yeah. Murphy's like, you know what? Just fuck it. Like, we're just doing this. I thought it was a sweet moment. Um, to be followed by Amori being cagey as fuck. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, the, um, 
they run into two drones that I assume are just like now on uh, just running whatever uh, defensive program that Allie had in place. What even if though she's gone now, like taco copters, you know, like drones, like trying to deliver people's like Uber Eats orders, um, but with bullets. But with bullets. <laughs> That's. Did you order some lead? <laughs> God damn it. Ah, oh, damn it. We have your Fuddruckers bullet, <laughs> Fuddrucker <laughs> bullets for you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that that's so. How are they getting charged? And what I think, I think they go back to whatever charge. So I'm assuming that a lot of solar alleys, alleys, and Becca stuff is is solar powered, and these things just go back to charging stations, and they just rotate. So they're basically um, deadly Roombas, deadly sky Roombas, <laughs> sky Roombas. That's exactly what they are. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Joe, one of these Sky Roombas, if I may. Um, oh, yes. Let's just pause for. A... So one of these deadly Sky Roombas kills my beloved Nyko. And I am not happy about it. No. Our, fu- our fuzzy little friendly grounder who is probably one of the last ones left other than Indra that doesn't think that Sky Crew is, is a complete the worst. bunch of dicks is now dead. Um, and he did it to protect Luna. And he understood that protecting her was the most was important thing. So I think it's, I think we need to kind of just give some respect to, to Nyko for being the best. And I'm, I'm done with the show now. Uh, now that Nyko's dead, I will no longer be watching the show. Um, so it's going to make these podcasts a little, I don't know how much I'm going to be bringing uh, A little less accurate, maybe yeah. a little bit more speculative. Yeah. So here's what I think happened in this, <laughs> in this episode. I didn't watch. So guys, let me know if I'm, somebody said there are no good guys. Is that, is that, is yeah, that where we're they at? did? <laughs> well, um, so here's, okay. You better not say a disparaging word about Nyko. Or no, I will, I'm not going to say a disparaging word at all about Nyko. drive to Austin Nico. and punch you in the face. And then so, I will drive back to Houston. Like, uh, so I have several questions. Number one, um, what, so the, these these drones are firing from far away. What's to say, like, and I appreciate Nyko's sacrifice and all that, but the fact that he was shot like a bunch of times, at no point did any bullet pass through him. And into Luna, which I feel like is surprising. Um, and he then a, he was a big guy. He was a big guy. He was a big. Uh, he just got a lot of a lot of meat to move through. Yeah, a um, lot of meat. You think the chest um, hair sort of contained it? Like once it reached the chest hair, trying to come out the other side, it was like a fucking Faraday cage of of bullet <laughs> containment, and it was just never going to make it through to to Luna's sweet, sweet and tender hair. Um, and all, you know, and also, I'm not assuming that these are like the the most powerful guns on these these sky Roombas either. Right, right. Having seen my Roomba flail about uh, getting itself stuck on various rugs, I guess it's it's too much to ask that these actually be. Um, and also, how many how many drones do we have? Um, I don't know. It it seems like there's like two. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I don't, like, I don't it know. Seems... It's like there's the one that they shoot down, and there's the one that goes after um, Jackson, Miller, and Abby, and those guys. And Can I think we just talk about fucking Abby shit. trying oh, to draw Abby. the fire? Abby, God. what is she doing? Damn, Damn it, Abby! It. Like Ugh. sometimes Abby is just so dumb that I can't. I can't with her. 
Uh, I just like. So I just why Abby? You are the fucking head surgeon of all of this. I don't care how dirty your hands are. Like <laughs> fuck. I mean, fine. We'll do with what we can. But like. You don't get to <laughs> sacrifice yourself. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of like you don't get to sacrifice Luna because she is the last goddamn Nightblood. Like, Dude. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> when they leave Raven behind because, you know, Raven's, Raven's leg in, isn't working too well. Yeah. And, and Raven's just, like, <laughs> just there by herself and she, like, looks back and she spots Luna. What is just wandering around like a child lost in an apartment store. She's like a I fucking walkabout in Burning Man. <laughs> oh, where's Luna? Oh, there she is. She's over oh, there. Luna just, just like took some mushrooms and she's gonna go commune <laughs> with the forest. Like, god damn it, Luna. Um, oh my god. <laughs> but when like, we... So one question, and I need to rewatch the episode probably to, to get it. So we saw that, like, once you get past the pylons, um, that that the that the like force fields like just tells the 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 drones to like not fire. But I could have sworn that they like backed off of Luna before she got to the pylons. All right, so that was weird too. I thought so. I originally so there's a night blood thing. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. I originally thought maybe it was because she was a night blood, but but again. Nyko died uh, protecting her. So I don't know if it was like maybe firing at him and he reflexively um, protected her. her. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, but but yeah, did you but see it, that too? Yeah, but I. But when you go back and rewatch, I think um, when when it, it, it does fire at her again, remember? Because she's the one that's that's running back to get the, the drone that, that Riven But maybe have. it's like I trying think, to I think, miss. No, like maybe I think it's- the, the issue is, is that when you're, when they show the drone point of view, it's hard to tell when the person crosses, crosses. over the boundary. Because mm. I yeah. think that would be a very interesting, because this is also Becca's island. This is Becca's lab. So it would make absolute sense. Well, it depends on if she ever made it back to her lab after she landed, like when she came back to Earth, you know, because then she'd be like, hey, PS drones, don't kill nightbloods. Like, you know, beep, boop, boop, you know, typing it into her computer. <laughs> Um, is that the sound it makes? That that is, is that, that is. I work I work in technology, boop, boop, boop. and let me tell you that that is what my office sounds like all the time. <laughs> boop 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 boop. Um, <laughs> but like, what would happen if Luna if Luna did not accept? Would we get Doctor Doctor Abby Singh? Yeah. The, see. I think it's I think it's really interesting that the only one who acknowledges that she's a prisoner is Luna. Luna knows what's up. And everyone else is like, no, no, no. We just want like a little vial of your blood. Just a and little. Then you, just can, like a, you can hang out the rest of the time. And maybe we'll like, give you maybe some there's, crackers. Maybe there's like an Nintendo in, in Becca's lab that you can play. You know, like, you know, maybe there's some like Mario Kart that you can play. We just want one vial, one vial. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think they're going to go a Dr. Singh or a Mountain Men route with, um, with Luna. While I think it might be interesting, I also think we've been there, done that. Um, and we know that it's horrible. So Sky Crew doing it to somebody else is just going to kind of, what is that going to do? What have you reinforced? Yeah, reinforce that it was horrible and that you'll do it if the situation's reversed. I I don't know. I don't I kind of don't want to see that. Um 
What did you think of the, the conversation between Raven and Luna? Like, they're best friends now, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, there was definitely a moment where I was like, I mean, I, I ship the shit out of that. Like, obviously, they're not going to give me that, but I ship it. Oh, I, I do. Because, um, you know, now that we, you know, I am I am all for uh, just looking at TV shows and knowing in my heart of hearts that since they already gave us one gay, we don't get to have two gays. Um, <laughs> but we have reached our alternate the sexuality gay, quota. Yeah, the gay quota is uh, up. Oh, but there's there's already another gay character. You don't get another. So I am in the face of adversity and reality going to still yeah. ship that. Um, but at yeah, the same I time, I do think that they have they well, have a very. Um, I mean, you, I think that you, there's. You joke Sorry. about that, though, Joe, but the, we need more room for, for straight white males on these shows. This is and, true. To take and, the place of fertile young women uh, in the apocalypse, yeah. at least. Having having gay characters who, let's be honest, are not going to, like, have kids, because I, I, I think it, they're unable to once you turn gay. Once you decide to be a gay... Um, your body has ways of shutting your ovaries down. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 a thing. It's it's really weird conversation to have with your gynecologist yeah. when you show up because they're like, "What happened to your uterus?" And you're like, "So funny story." <laughs> um, I you know freshman year in college, you know how that goes. <laughs> it wasn't a phase. Now I'm barren. Um, yeah, decided to be gay, and now my decided ovaries yes, fled my body. decided. Decided to be gay. Ovaries fled my body. Oh, and another car slides off the track, hitting another car. This is... Mm, this is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, again, this is just a metaphor for the hundred. But really, I do think that I I didn't know that I wanted Raven and Luna to be, like, buddies, um, regardless of any, yeah. any you know kissy kiss face that I would be that I would be lecherously into seeing um I think that they both have this sort of they don't have a lot of they don't have agency with their bodies anymore and I think that that's that's something that they would sort of have in common and as we're about to as as we saw things are being set up in terms of Raven um probably not having having even less agency with her body possibly um since we got that little my brain hurts now that I'm trying to do smart things so dude what was that I think a lot of people missed that um I didn't miss it when I first no I saw the first time and I was like that's not holy shit that's not good if they kill Raven um, I'm done with this show for a second time because obviously I said I'm done with it because they killed off Nico. Right. Um, but were I watch it again and were it were they to kill Raven, I would I would 100 will like 99 percent be done with the show. Um, so don't do it, guys. If they don't, kill her off not because of this, Raven. or just in general, in in, the, ge- in, the in general, if they kill her off at all, um, I need some plot armor on Raven because I love Raven. Um, I love her this yeah, season too. I, like uh, again, I feel like she was a little bit lacking. Um, apart from her standout episodes in season three, like she definitely had some amazing episodes. But like I've missed her. Um, yeah, you know, as opposed to like, I feel like the issue with season three a lot was okay. So we have all of these characters, and every now and again they're going to get this one big amazing standout scene where they act their ass off, and it's unbelievably good. But like the rest of the time, like well, uh, you're not really going to see them. Um, and so I feel like what we're getting a lot this season is everybody gets like, you know, a moderate amount of stuff. Um, but in terms of her headache, is it that something bad is going to happen to her or that she's going to lose her like extra brain power? Like, was there an expiration date on her, you know, super, super computer brain? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, 
was it was it coincidental that it happened while she was hacking the drone or, mm, or is, there about that. is there a correlation there? So I guess we'll see. Um, gives us another little mystery in regards to, to Raven. That'll be fun to watch. Um, <clears throat> I thought I thought a lot of the dialogue between Raven and Luna was just straight up cheese. Yeah. Um, that whole you, your blood doesn't fi- define you. Your heart does straight up. Like Gouda. Raven would never say that. Raven would never say that. But I guess, but I guess when you like discover your best friend, um, <laughs> like instantly, let's be best kind of yeah. You just kind of like maybe get really cheesy with that person. Um, I feel like yeah. They I make just up I the... just feel I I just don't. It felt like weird dialogue choices. Um, and and. I feel like ever like at least once in a Kim Shumway episode, we get one dialogue choice that I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're gonna like of people that I want to see hanging out, um, Raven, Luna, and and Murphy uh-huh. of the like just like the fucking Shade Crew, where they are just over Sky Crew's bullshit and not shy about talking about it. Um, well, I, th- I think you'd want to put Jasper in there as well. Yeah. Because uh, he'll bring the booze. I don't know if Jasper's over their bullshit. I feel like he is outside of it. Like, his sort of acceptance of his own death means uh-huh. that he he's not a survivor anymore. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he definitely has some shade to throw, but he's also just kind of, like, unhinged to the point where... I, I don't think he would like fit in with Shade Crew. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe he'll come back yeah. around. Yeah, like they could go on like a really cute little double date. Yeah, I suppose they they could they could go to to Indra's drive-in, take the station wagon, oh, park yeah. it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Now you're on board. Well, now that you yeah, now that you mentioned the mom station wagon with paneling, I'm I'm very back on board. Ooh, it totally does have wood paneling. Oh, you you know my friend, uh, my friend and roommate in college, she had one of those, um, and we take that thing to go grocery shopping. It was the best. Did you have sex in the back seat? Um, no, it was her car. So uh, I mean, for for like that's like that's an explanation. Four roommates going going to uh, the going to Jewel grocery store. Um, it was. A grocery run, Joe? Not not a grocery run in quotes, but just a grocery run like the board. Like, let's go buy bread and mm. chicken and stuff. Bread, milk, and chicken and stuff. So Okay. Um, but uh so I I like the I like the conversation. Um I like how Luna's just basically like, mankind is bullshit, everything's the worst. And, and Raven's, Raven's like, like, it's not. And then Luna's like, good point, good talk. <laughs> best friends now let's go <laughs> let's go shoot down a drone <laughs> right um yeah you know the, the whole thing on the island i'm glad to see that we're in a new I, i'm glad to see we're in a new location mm-hmm. i'm glad to see that we have a, a, a an adventure squad that that has a mix of characters on it in it that we haven't seen interact much before I love that Murphy and Raven and Luna and Miller and all those guys are there together. I think it's going to be uh, fun times. And I love the I love the the orgasm that Abby and Raven share when they walk into that lab. And oh they yeah, see no, it. it was moist as fuck in there. 
Yeah, like, it was just like all the humidity detectors just like went through the <laughs> roof. Like some weird fans kicked on to dry out the place, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, but no, that that lab, that lab looked pretty tight. Um, so getting back to my earlier point, though, is that there's no dust, which makes me think that it has to be sealed, and that the air filtration system has to be like pretty on point. Could this be, like, A, how big is the lab, and B, is it a shelter? Well, or is it a clean lab? Right? I mean, I, I mean like, 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 aren't there, like, um, like, like, in server rooms or, or some other places with technology or, or something like that where you have to have really clean environments? And I think that this is just, I think this is Becca's lab. I don't think Ellie has really anything to do with it other than maybe she has a presence there. Um, I'd love to see her, see Allie or Becca again, but I, I think this is uh, a lab that probably is self-sustaining and is probably over the years, uh, has air filtration or whatever it is to keep it a clean lab in case somebody was ever going to use it again. I think Becca didn't go, well, going to leave, shut the lights off and let it go to shit. Well, but at some point the air filtration system would have to be changed. Like at some point the filters would have to be changed. Like I would assume that if they knew that that lab was being abandoned, that they would have like... You know, like they always put, uh, you know, plastic coverings over, over, you know, computer screens, you know, that kind of stuff to like add an extra layer of, of, of protection against dust and stuff, which makes me think that this lab was suddenly abandoned and or still being used. Still being used. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. We're going to see more of it next time. Or um, it's just hand wavy. Look, we found this pristine lab. Ex- exactly. I, I think it's, if anything, it's hand wavy. Um, okay. And, and I think, I think given that we've seen some scenes in an enclosed area in the trailer, that I think we're going to see more action there. I think we're going to see some of the other characters. Um, have going to that lab for some reason or other. I mean, maybe Arcadia is burnt to the ground. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to get a little bit more of, uh, I don't, I don't know exactly where we're going to get there. Um, but I think we're going to, we're going to see some major scenes happen in that lab area, unless they, they find another location perhaps that they, they can shoot at. But um, I think that the lab is sort of meant to signify that we're done with Polis. Um Oh, they're just switching. Yeah, like this is, hey, look, look at this new set piece. Um, Because I wouldn't be surprised if maybe with Rowan and his, you know, war chiefs or whatever, that like, maybe he gets taken out of power. And that's what makes him sort of like throw in his hat with with Sky Crew and, you know, uh, you know, Asgeta and the rest of the grounders kind of go fuck off and do their shit in Polis. And, you know, maybe Rowan is part of Sky Crew now. Yeah, but I would I would have a hard time seeing Rowan the 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 guy who is very much like Clark who does everything for his people just kind of give up on his people like that. Well, I mean, if it's like, hey, War Chiefs, we're going to remove your head from your shoulders. I don't, yeah. I don't know how much argument that you can put with that. Yeah, that's true. They might not give him much of a choice. Hmm. So I think it's going to be fun. I think the the lab is is in for some fun times. I can't wait to see. Um, to me it's like something significant has to happen there in order for that to be a meaningful um set over over this uh 
Something more than night blood synthesis. Well, the thing like, is, like, we don't, we don't think, we don't think that Arcadia is a solution, and I, I, I suspect that we also don't think that night blood is the easy solution. I mean, all of these things seem pretty um, early, pretty early convenience. Yeah, early convenience, silver bullets that are are most likely um, uh, smoke screens for something else that's going to happen. But but the fact that I think we get a lot of this lab in the future makes me wonder why. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I'm saying like maybe <clears throat> it can be used as a fallout shelter. Yeah, but again, I'm just like, ah, how does the show move forward in a in one? location like just right confined to one area um if if it doesn't do a time jump for season five you know yeah i mean and uh, there's a lot of speculation that that's what we'll get is a time jump um so I, I would love to see a time jump it works really well with some shows um you know I, it it's been used to surprising effect with with some shows um so i don't know i I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen because I I just I just don't know I can't predict right now, and I like not being able to you know predict based on what I've seen and what I've read where we're going to go because I think we we were able to do that last year to a great extent and I think that ruined a lot of the experience of watching season three. Well, I think I think it's interesting that you know we're almost caught up with everything that we've seen in the trailer in in the big first trailer, which being mm. only. We're about to hit five episodes Um, because that was kind of one of the issues that there were scenes from even as 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 late as 307 that had made it into the into the uh, season three trailer. Um, So to see. No, 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 no. Nevermore scenes made it into the season three trailer. They got into 313. Oh, Jesus. They got super late. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like assuming that. um, That we get through that because there's only a couple things like there's what Rowan and Bellamy were missing. Rowan like, and Bellamy in the Rover. We've, I, we have several shots of, of somebody. We have shots of, of confrontations that are taking place between Murphy and, and Clark. And then there's somebody in, in like a, a, a container who's, who's having a seizure mm-hmm. who looks a little bit like Murphy. And I assuming like both of these scenes look like they're happening in the, in the lab. There's also, I think a scene in the trailer between Amori and Murphy that mm-hmm. looks like it's happening in the lab. Yeah. So I, I don't know if we go much past maybe three Oh seven or yeah. I'm sorry, four Oh seven, seven in the, in the trailer. And I'm fine with that. Like, good. I, yeah. I, like, I, I would have been fine. Joe, did you watch Mad Men at all? Uh, yeah, but like it kind of all sort of blurs together because they they had these huge time jumps and like only like six episodes or whatever per season. So you'd be like, cool. And now I've forgotten everything. Well, no, what, what I'm referring to is with Mad Men, they mm-hmm. do the the next the next on uh, at the end of the episode. That next has nothing to do Men. with anything. And it's it very was confusing. it was like it was like somebody just took two second shots from various parts of the next episode, spliced them all together, made no fucking sense. Here you go. Here is next week's preview. And, and like, like, it just became a running joke. After they a were while. the worst like, previews the ever. And somehow the most awesome. If, if the, if the hundred had done that with their season three trailer or season four trailer, I'd have been like, they're genius. I mean, cause that was the thing. Like if you rewatch the season three trailer, there was a shot. There was the shot of, of Titus comforting Clark, as Lexa died 
And you're like, for fuck's goddamn sake. Like, yeah, I mean, Alexa obviously was not in the shot, but you saw Titus comforting Clark and it doesn't take a lot. And all of us were like, what's Clark so sad about? Lex is clearly in the finale. And you're like, derp, derp, derp. God damn it. (laughs) Damn it. (sighs) So. All right. Um, I'm excited where we go next. Looking through uh, he who shall not be named's uh, notes. Nah, let's move on. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> for some reason, it's just been the two of us, and we're like, we've been talking for two hours. Like, how did that happen? Right. So let's start wrapping up. So next next episode, we're going to be covering next next week's episode, and we have a net new series writer, uh, Morgan. Um, oh, for fuck's sake, what's his last name? Mm. What is it? The hundred season four. <sighs> yeah, M- Morgan. Yeah. So, so he's a new executive producer and Gendel, Morgan Gendel. And he, he wrote what was, um, voted the best episode of, of, of Star Trek or one of the best episodes of Star Trek. So I'm excited to see what, what he brings with the episode entitled Tinderbox. Um, so we'll be talking about that next week and we will be having a couple, uh, we'll be having a couple, uh, guest stars. Yes, and it's going to be a drunk fuck fest. I oh swear yeah, God. no, because we're we're getting drunk <sighs> brunch beforehand. Yeah, so we we expect to have uh, Capital Chick and Bubbles Love from Reddit. You guys uh, heard them on a previous episode where they gave a recap of Unity Days. Um, so Joe and those two are going to be up in New York, and we we got to record an episode. So those guys are going to join us. And they'll be drinking it's be a and fucking disaster. Shaheen will be drinking and I won't be drinking and I, I will not be loving my you life. You are the week. ringmaster of the goat rodeo. That um. is going to be the worst goat rodeo. I might just like <laughs> shut everything down midstream and just be like, fuck you, fuck everything. I'm going dark for the next four weeks. Um, so, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about Klexicon right, in we, Las Vegas next we, weekend. One of our, one of our lovely Twitter followers asked me to mention it. Um, it is, so Klexicon, for those who don't know, it was sort of, it was definitely born out of the, uh, the sort of backlash, backlash, uh, of, of Lexa and other LGBT characters, specifically lesbian characters deaths, uh, in 2016, there were a lot of them and it was sort of this, well, what do we do with all of this anger and all of this wanting to, to be activists and be, um, you know, uh, voices for holding media makers accountable to, to make stories that reflect life that reflect that, you know, if you are LGBT, you can, not necessarily live happily ever after, but you don't have a death sentence. Like being gay doesn't mean that you don't get to get to like live a normal life, whether that be good or bad. Um, and so it, you know, it sort of grew out organically. It's next weekend. It's in Las Vegas. Um, there's still some tickets available, uh, according to the website. Um, they've got some like actually kind of like big people going to be there. Um, uh, from from various lesbian ships, uh, a lot of actors, a lot of writers. There's going to be workshops. Um, there was a rumor that Eliza Taylor was going to be there. I make no no promises or bones about it. But um, some people, uh, actors from Person of Interest, will be there. Um, uh, what is it? Um, sorry, I'm trying to think. Uh, Winona Earp. Um, 
Lost Girl, like just a lot of, you know, a lot of people of queer media and such. Um, I'm probably missing like 14,000 names. So just mentioning that for people, you know, if you live near Vegas or you're like, hey, I got nothing to do next weekend. Let's go hang out with a bunch of probably lesbians. Um, (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, I I don't mean to be disparaging. Like, it kind of rubs me the same way as if someone asked me to go on an Olivia cruise. Um, It would be kind of a hard sell for me. But maybe maybe it's amazing. Or, uh, you know, I'm excited to see. I'm curious what's going to come out of it, um, as opposed to just, you know, hopefully not a bunch of, uh, you know, I hope something constructive comes out of it. Um, And, you know, if it's successful, maybe it'll be a thing. Yeah, well, I think if, in order for for successful stuff to come out of it, it it's not just f- folks of LGBT um, uh, of the LGBT community that need to be cognizant of these things. It's the people who actually create. Mm-hmm. So, in my point of view, you can have as many of these things as you want, but if the the powers that be that unfortunately are majority white male right now in Hollywood in the world and are not open to more inclusive representation across all media, it's, you know, it, it's going to be a tough fight, but I think, I think it's, it's really good that it's happening. I think it's going to get some people talking and some attention. Yeah. Um, I mean, right it, now it, it looks like the guest list is, 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 cons- you know, made up yeah. of, of generally woke people. Um, but you know, if it can get the attention of other people and who realize like, oh fuck, you know, this is a huge goddamn audience that is very, um, loyal. It's a, you know, you get the gaze and they're, they're ride or die. Uh, and so, you know, if you can, if you can somehow learn how to write stories that are, that give these gay characters, these LGBT characters, the same opportunities at, uh, you know, a full and fulfilling life as you do with your straight characters, then, you know, it will have been a success. I think, um, I guess we'll see, we'll see what, what happens. Yeah. So watch out for that. Um, let's talk about TV shows to recommend. Uh, you have any Uh, on your list, Joe? Uh, we finished the season one of Lemony Snicket. Um, NPH is delight. We're still watching Riverdale, which is God, like, I hate that. Like, I hate that I'm recommending it. Um, but God, it's just, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's okay. It's like, I mean, it's it, not good. The, the show could do with, with killing off Archie. <laughs> because <laughs> that, cause it's like, the, everybody else on the show is concerned. Murder mystery. And he's like, should I who be a killed musician or a football player? And then Archie, like the, the lead, apparent, uh, the supposed lead of the show is, is trying to decide between music and football. It's like, why are these two narratives completely well, divorced? So I actually read a thing that was basically like, I know that you're bitching at Archie for being like kind of a jerk, but teenagers are jerks. So the fact that he is wildly self-centered is not a surprise. No, it's not a surprise. It's just that like, it makes no sense to me at all. Like why these these two narratives, like one is a, a purely pedestrian, I could watch this on any teen show type shit with Archie. And the other is an interesting, um, an interesting murder mystery with a bunch of weird cast of characters that are kind of creepy. So I, I don't, I, I just, I, it's just so it's too schizophrenic for me right now. Um, I, I'm still enjoying it and liking it, but wait, you don't love like Betty and Veronica. I do. And incestuous ginger sister. Oh wait, but God. you got like incest vibes, right? 
Oh, total incest vibes between Jason okay. and Cheryl Blossom. Total. Okay. Um, and yeah. I just was wondering, like, there's obviously a a a family of nothing but redheads. Um, and the only other redhead on the show is Archie. How is mm-hmm. how is that? Perry is not a redhead. Well, definitely not a redhead. And do we know um, anything? Like, we just know that mom is out of the picture. Is mom dead? Do, did did mom leave before when Archie was a child? Could mom be um be mm-hmm. Archie's yeah. mm. Bl- the Blossom mom? Yeah, yeah. But that would be awkward. Yeah, like not to be whatever like. Uh, you know, biology facts, you know, rear their, rear their ugly head. It's probably a lot harder for a lady to hide, a, you know, that she had an affair and the affair resulted in a child. Like, at some point, she's pregnant. Yeah, um, no, I agree. And then she would have to be pregnant. Um, uh, she would have to be pregnant with both her twins and Archie around the same time. So I don't know. Maybe bio- she has a twin biologically sister. how that happens. I don't know, um, but also they're all gingers, so all bets are off when it comes to biology. Yeah, gingers are. Uh, they just appear. Yeah, they're they're like um, creatures from another dimension. They're yeah. like from the upside down. <laughs> um, you want to say this as a ginger? Yeah, well, I'm a strawberry blonde. I'm like half a ginger, so I've got like half, half my foot, soul. half in my foot in this world, and half in the other. Uh, do you have any other shows that you'd recommend? Uh, no. Okay. So <laughs> thanks. So I started watching two shows. Uh, one is The Good Fight, which is only on CBS Access. Um, it's the spinoff from The Good Wife, which was kind of, and I've heard good things. It is fantastic. Um, how is my favorite? You know nothing, John Snow. The show what? How is how is you know nothing, John Snow? I always liked her. She um, is she is she is an LA lesbian. I well I know that. Like you, how do you so, not? So how are you not watching? How are you not watching <laughs> this? Um, but yeah, she's she's straight out of law school. She plays a lesbian on the show, and and she she joins Diane and um, uh, the character. Played by Kush, Kush uh, uh, Jumbo. Um, Do you think they'll bring is... back Archie? Um, oh no! I because like it was such. I don't. What did? What the fuck happened behind the scenes on The Good Wife to drive um, Archie? What was her last name? Pun- uh, Punjabi, Punjabi or something like that to something? drive like one of the best characters on TV ever off the show. I oh, think, so pissed. I, I guess it was Julianna Margulies. Yeah. Was, I think Julianna Margulies is a bitch, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Which kind of makes me sad because I liked her, but you know, I, oh, you I know, bet you do. I kind of enjoyed our, you know, bisexual PI. Yeah. Hmm. And then the other show I'm watching just started new on HBO. It's called Big Little Lies. Is it and worth it's it? got a it's got a bunch of Hollywood people in it. Um it's interesting. I I'm into it. Uh, it's not going to be like True Detective or Game of Thrones or Westworld into it, but it's about a bunch of uh, rich white suburban women who um, uh, there's some secrets and um, some interesting stuff going on. Um, so we'll we'll see how that that goes. But I will enjoy. I think I'm gonna watch all that shit tonight rather than the Oscars because um, I don't fucking care about the Oscars. But yeah, so all right, so let's wrap up, Joe. I mean, it's been the two of us, and we've taken more time than the three of us usually take. Um, yeah, what's so the, how the fuck did Shaheen keep us on task? Like, 
Mr. I, it, it depends on your perspective. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, this, uh, I don't know how this happens. <sighs> I was like, but, oh, we'll uh, be done by four. No. <laughs> We're just going to knock this out in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, turns out, turns out we had a lot to say about Raven and Luna. Yeah, I don't know if any of it's yeah. any good. I mean. We, no, no, it's definitely not. Like, like let's. Yeah. It's definitely not. These two, but are not uh, tune in smart. next week for for an even larger dumpster fire. Yeah, just drunk people, and then me yelling. Yeah, can we yeah. get back to? No, no, we <laughs> let's cannot. move on, please. So, thanks everybody for listening, and a reminder to follow us on social media at Facebook and Twitter. And, and I spend a lot of time making fun gifts for our Twitter feed, so you guys yeah, should is- probably. Pretty much all Joe lives for is to make people laugh. So if you're not following and laughing, then then I'm like Tinkerbell just dying slowly in a corner somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Cool. (laughs) So thanks, everybody. And may we geek again. Bye.